I'm in a rage because technology refuses to cooperate and it makes me this is very a second angry. straight day. Well, here's the problem with post zoom streaming things. And this is a blanket statement for everyone when they go like, yeah. um, why did it work, it work for me? It's because, because this technology is all new and been developed in a year and a half. Mm. And they're just throwing it out there. So sometimes it doesn't work. And I hate everyone's elite is like, oh, my, 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 my. it's like, shut the fuck up. None of you know how this works either. None of you knows how it works. You can all eat my asshole. You're all losers. What a great way to start out our first episode in our three-part series on Brett the Clit Man Chart. Mm. I didn't even know his brother Dean died in disgrace, but let me tell you, do, we do, learned do, a do, lot. Do, 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 do. My whole family's we dead. My whole Christopher- family's dead. We learned that Mr. Hobson loves Bret Hart. We love it so much. He really writes very nicely about a man who, let's be honest, essentially was, <laughs> was tormented by an orc named Stuart. And then unleash on the world. Oh, man. The fact that he says there's two guys that raised me, my dad and Stu, and I was petrified of Stu, is insane. Like, And you can tell that Stu Hart probably had an early version. Well, here's the other thing is Stu Hart's a classic guy where he's like, yeah, you got no money. Why not? I have 14 kids. I Why mean, do you just have guy, less kids? By the way, by the way in that yeah. Dylan reveres that sort of behavior. Have the kids worry about the e, money later. E, I would, uh, the reason why I have to have all the kids, Mr. Gott, is that uh, <laughs> my um, um, I don't like my wife and she hates being pregnant. And so I. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the fun. That's the crazy and thing. About- no, there's the thing with old Stu is I, I'm actually very afraid of anyone that's shorter than me, but I love to live in here this is the weird thing about Stu hart though and like people like this is where you know you'll we take shit from other generations millennials do for being bad with money and we get a lot of uber eats and it's like ooh, yeah. you guys got too much uber eats and then uh, you look at other generations like yeah yeah yeah. i'm i'm the youngest of 15 it's like oh, also, I, don't know, man. A- I think it's okay to buy a pizza every now and then if you're not making 900 kids that are all angry here's the point i always make with this stuff and i completely agree let's all enjoy dylan's mug by the way treat yourself 2017. Um, yeah, here's the thing that you always have to remember, and it always drives me. Crazy. Please lean back. You just unfocused no, 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 your camera. No, no, no. You... I wanted everyone to think they were having a stroke for a second. No, 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 no. There you go. Um, guys, you should really check out the video that we are doing on Patreon. I hate it every day. I hate it. We had a great podcast going. Mm. I could do it from wherever. Now I always have to make sure that there's a camera set up, and I hate it. Yeah. I, this is not supposed to be a professional program, Dylan. This is supposed to be two, two incels that grew out of that behavior before it was a thing in society who learned how to speak to it's women true. and understood prog- progressive politics. It, anywhere else, we'd be considered right-wing, and the world of wrestling fans were essentially Joan Baez. And I'm not supposed to have to look at... Uh, we don't. I shouldn't have to look at myself when I'm making this many cum jokes. Look at how I'm well, holding is, my coffee. Well, this is the fun part about a uh, podcast. They added video. And now, uh, now people have studios, and it's like, wasn't the whole point of this that, like, I remember there's a, a program, it's Come Town, and then they showed a picture of them recording, and it's just three fat guys lying on a couch, but like lying down where like this is the only part of you on the couch, like your upper neck, and one guy was like, oh, it really ruined my visual, and he and one of the dudes went, what did you think this was? Yeah, 
Did you think it was us at a recording booth with a producer being like, yeah, yeah you got it. So it's like, no, John okay. in various apartments yeah. and me trying to find a wall that doesn't have a picture of my dick on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. There is, by the way, a picture of Dylan's dick on that wall. It's just so big that that's just shaft. It's just uh, <laughs> no. So this is uh, this. Is, it's all I learned how to draw in. Uh, oh, you'll turn it off and you'll see my dick. But that's what I do. I draw. Oh, it's like, yeah. Dylan's Dylan sat in front of you. Know those pictures? It's like that the movie Memento. Really, yeah, you stared at really hard. You'd see a sailboat. Mm-hmm. That's what Dylan's got going on. I, by yeah. the way, never saw the sailboat and didn't believe anyone did. I was like, why would I stare at this thing? Yeah. Just go see a real fucking sailboat. Super easy, bitch. Yeah, that's why Dylan was kicked out of Stoville Elementary because he pointed his dick and went, "I got your sailboat right here. Stare at this." Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> huh? uh, right, so we're talking about Brett, Brett the Clipman fart. He's three oh. years. Uh, he's three years, three years old. Younger he's than my three mom. Three years old when his dad turns to him and goes, "You better start pick, uh, putting the ring together." <laughs> Well, that's the crazy thing is I didn't know that. Uh, Why well, did I assume at some point I did know because I read his book? But uh, Stu really wanted him to be an amateur wrestler, and yeah. then Brett was like, "No, we need money." And Stu was like, "You know, it's better than money, dominance over a man." And then yeah, Brett was like, yeah, no, "You know, it's I'm better good. better than money. Something that also annoys my wife. She wants you to have <laughs> money. I don't want you to." Hey, uh, Dad, is uh, cheating good? Uh, here's the problem with you millennials: is you think marriage is supposed to be about love? It's supposed to be about breaking the woman's spirit. <laughs> 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 he, uh, he, Dad, uh, I, uh, I cheated on my test, and you know what it felt like? It felt real fucking good. I think I'm going to do that to all women now. Yeah, that's, that's good. Bret Hart. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is the no, but it's Bret Hart. The thing you have to remember is. I am both of time and not of time. I am a being <laughs> that just exists throughout. I am totally neutral, totally fair, super annoying. Bret Hart would have... This is great. Guys, yeah. Know what my favorite noise in the world is, Dylan? I'm, it's me, Bret Hart. The noise of a coffee pot being placed perfectly back on the element of its coffee-making machine. <laughs> he would have fucking lost his mind over the AEW win-loss record. He would have been like, this is the greatest thing in the history of professional Oh my god, wrestling. that's amazing. First of all, all of these are inaccurate because they... I guarantee, do you not think he had his own... He, knew, he knows his win-loss record? I guarantee he knows his win-loss record and he has an asterisk in his mind over the Montreal Screwjob. That one, that one should have been a DQ. Tie. But it's still... Yeah, it's a tie. It still counts. That's why he was so upset is because... He has uh, OCD, and it didn't count as anything in his mind. Well, Bret Hart is the last person to basically believe in kayfabe. He is the last wrestler. He's the last person in wrestling that was mm-hmm. like, we have to protect the business. Everyone else was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. And, but he no, was like, like... He treated it seriously, and Bret, Bret Hart... I, go for it. Okay, this is jumping ahead, and we will go through his early life in a second, but I do want to say this. He treats it seriously, but now it's to the point of shut the f- like fuck off, Brett. Brett, I know, I know, Brett. I know your life has been awful. It has been uh, object. You are a millionaire, and you have had a fucking tough. Your childhood yeah. is a nightmare, and mm. your adulthood was basically seeking out those same figures and businessmen, and then they fucked you. But like he now is like. Well, everyone knows that it was a conspiracy theory that Bill Goldberg was in that match to, to end my career. It's like, no, it wasn't Brett. He wasn't prepared to be in the ring, and so he fucked up. Mm. It was an, a fucking mistake. It's it's a crime. You lost your career as a result. Absolutely, completely and agree. And a stroke. It, yeah, and got a stroke. It was not a conspiracy theory from Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was there to fuck your wife, and he realized— <laughs> and he tried. And he tried, Brett. He tried very hard. 
but hilariously, all of your attempts to stop him from ruining your wrestling career just prevented him from fucking your wife. Ah, my light! <laughs> That's the good thing about doing this uh, in the daytime. I just opened up these windows. I mean, I still look like I'm in a chamber, but whatever. Oh, yeah. We both look like we were about to go, and then that's when the storm begins. Ooh! Boop, 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 boop. Look at this. If you're on the video, I'm tickling your nose. So, yeah. uh, Brett, early life can be surmised like this. He had 600 goddamn siblings. Um, he slept in the same bed as Smith as- Hart. Oh, yeah, right here. When I read that, I was just like, this poor son of a bitch. Who I'm one of four, our, uh, and then Smith, Smith Hart's just full smoking a cigarette at eight years old. Hey, Brett, hey, Brett, hey, Brett. Do you ever wonder what a dead body tastes like? No, Smith, <laughs> me neither. And this says a lot about Brett is that, you, as you said, Dean Hart uh, was his brother. Obviously, his Dean Hart passes away. Within the span of this episode, so before the Hart Foundation. And do you know ends. what's the best about uh, Dean Hart dying? Interesting way to put it. Continue. He had a rift with Brett that Brett clearly just could have let go because Dean was absolutely in the wrong mm-hmm. and fucked up. And he should have forgiven him at some point. It is his brother or his parents should have stepped in. And Here's what happened is Dean tra- sold Brett a car and then just took his money and didn't give him the car. And then Brett just went, well, I don't talk to you anymore, which I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what you're going to have to do. Also, go to your parents and be like, hey, you raised a thief, you awful people. And then they would be like, which one? Did, that's you the crazy we don't thing. Have a door? Smith stole, stole all our doors. Not even for. I asked him if it was for drug money, and he just said, I just want to feel something. This is the crazy thing, though, is that the Hart family is essentially um, like a bunch of low-level criminals and then Brett and Owen. Yeah, it's more than low-level. It's like they are, they are classic um, prairie... Western Canada criminals. They're wearing a shell snow jacket and they're doing they're smuggling something stupid like cigarettes or <laughs> or fraudulent Joe Louis. That's what the problem is with the fucking Heart Foundation, the Heart they Family are crew. Classic like that's classic like if they weren't white, they would have been in jail for so long, but they're white. If so they weren't like, get white, back out on the street, Bruce Hart, you just if, you stole those cigarettes white, fair and square. The Calgary Police Department would have burned the house down just on principle. Just just, just so we, just so we know who's firing first in this war. And then, fair, that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> I'm trying to, um, I'm try- I'm literally trying to count all the hearts. So this is imagine you're Bret Hart, and uh, this is who you have: Smith, Bruce, Keith, Wayne, Dean, Ellie, Georgia, Louise, Brett, of course, Allison, Ross, Diana, and Owen. So that's two, four, six, eight. 10, 12 kids. I can't, like, also, if there's, if there's, that's like, so many that's like, if Stu knows your full <laughs> name, you're a celebrity in the house. Also, like, it's like, hey, Smith, how's it going? Feuds. It's like, dad knows my name. What's amazing is there's blood feuds in the, like, him and Ellie are never friends. Also, which one is, um, the, what's, Brett, the great, what's Brett's middle name? Uh, Owen. Sergeant. Hart. Oh, that's right. It's Brett Sergeant Hart. Yeah, yeah, because he Brett has a kid's name, like, Blade. Sergeant. And yeah, I think Kabuki, because Brett, because Brett's Brett Hart, which we'll get into in part three, loves weed. Oh, like Brett Hart might be buried. He's like, oh, I'm gonna be buried with my wife, the sickest fucking bud you've ever seen. Yeah. Guy. Does Brett also Brett Hart? The the big rumor around Canada is also Brett Hart smokes <laughs> cigarettes, and I pray to God they're export A's. The, I want, <laughs> I want them rumor? to be export A's. What a so dirty bad. rumor. 
I love that it's, yeah, you just smoke cigarettes. I like, by the way, that I was like, yeah, Brett would keep that. Brett would be open about how much he's cheated on his wife. Hey, hey, fucking four eyes. Get your fucking face in the camera, you dumb bitch. You, this is what you keep doing. Yeah, because I'm reading the notes. Bring the notes closer so that you can see them I can't. and be on camera. Yeah, that's much better. Okay. Everyone Good. can see my sick-ass phone case now. Oh, uh, yeah, that is a sick phone I just case. How much get... was that phone case? Dylan, how much was that phone case? Oh, it was free. I stole it from Amazon. I went That's right, warehouse. but don't steal from fucking us. Join mm -hmm. our Patreon. Boom. <laughs> Plug in the middle. Are you fucking happy now? Got? So one, here's some of the cartoonish. Here's the problem with Stu Hart is that his uh, abuse of his children is so cartoonish that it almost doesn't even count. I completely point, agree. It's, 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 it, yeah. It's like every time like Brett tells us stories and it's like, oh, I remember one time I forgot uh, I forgot my knapsack in the dining room and everyone knows the knapsack goes in the living room and uh, Stu beat me so bad every blood vessel in my eyes burst and then uh, I tripped over a cat's carcass, thought the cat was dead, cat came alive, gave me $5 and then you're like... <laughs> What a nightmarely pleasant story that was. Yeah. I cooked a steak for my dad. Uh, it was medium and not medium rare. So he got this truck and drove it through the wall of the house. Yep. I'll never forget. I got 88% on a math quiz. He called me the N-word and demanded to know why I didn't get 85%, which is what he got. Do you think I'm better? Did I think I was better than him? <laughs> well, here's one. Legit. Him and Dean get an argument. And he, right? Dean's accidentally starts a fire. So Stu, through Dean, head first down the stairs. That's right. <laughs> head Let's first, very important there. Feet first, bad. Head first, terrifying. <laughs> That's a cartoon. I so uh, are you question. familiar when with you the Fresh well, Prince when uh, Jazzy Jeff gets thrown out of the course. house? Of that course. Is what, yeah, that's what Stu Hart did to his own kids. In my head downstairs. as I was reading that sentence, I assumed it was into the fire. That's when it, it <laughs> stares. I was just like, that's actually all right. Like my like, what Stu Hart did in my head versus what he did in reality. What I think he's capable of is actually more than he's capable of. So it's mm -hmm. a very weird read because I'm just like, when it's like, and then Dean passed away, and I was like, well, Stu killed him because uh, Dean didn't have change when Stu needed change for a Calgary Sun. Well, think about this as well. You're not just being abused, like you're not being physically abused by like a guy who's like. Yeah, I peaked in high school and now I'm shit. You're being abused by an Olympian. Yeah, you're being abused by a guy that is somehow successful in Calgary, but no one really can explain how. Like they're like because he was an Olympian, as we discussed on this program before. Stu Hart's like an Olympian in the last time Canada has wrestler or is it, like Canada eliminates their amateur wrestling program for a spell. And doesn't put anyone in the Olympics for quite a while. And Stu Hart's like the last, one of the last Olympians they have in amateur wrestling. And obviously every country wants to think that we could, be it's the classic, like, we could beat you up in a fight. And your amateur wrestlers and your boxers are the guys where it's like, well, that guy was super tough. And, and Stu Hart, if I'm not mistaken, medaled the Olympics. So, and especially in Calgary, that's like a super part of pride. Yeah, so but like you, a local celebrity, one thing though. So he can go fucking full road warriors on Saturday mornings on his kids if he wants. Oh, good God. He yeah. Ooh, he's really hulking up. What's he, who's yeah. he fighting? His five-year-old son. Uh, Ellie, yeah. put bread on your shoulders. I'm trying something. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah, what it's a six. rush it is <laughs> to know that I could hurt one of my kids. <laughs>
The hardest part of the ring is the side. That's where I pile drive yeah, my kids. The, the, the hard, that, what's the toughest part of the wrestling business? They're, they're, they're controlling your erections when somebody's in <laughs> You got to tape it down. That's what I always said. You got to tape it down. Why? Because you, you don't want to be stabbing a fellow in the back when he's breaking his knee. That ruins the vibe. <laughs> so, oh, here's, one other, here's another one of uh, the child abuses. Oh, good. Sorry. All right, here I'm gonna. I'm reading exactly from Brett's book here. When I ang- this is uh when I angrily refused, Stu grabbed me by the hair and flung me into the back seat of the car, busting my forehead open just above my right eyebrow. And I drove back home. Uh, sorry, on the drive back home, I pressed my T-shirt into my eye to stop the blood from dripping all over his new car. He asked me to please not say anything to my mom. And feeling sorry for him, I promised I wouldn't say a word. He asked me what he could do to make it up for me for splitting my head open. I told him a bike. I was the only brother who didn't have one yet. As soon as we got home, he told my mom exactly what happened. What a psycho, right, everybody? This is the thing I took away from that So it's story, like, please is... feel sorry for me and immediately taking it away. So it's like, actually, I think no, that's, no. A du- that's physical abuse. And then he's like, you know what I'll also do? Emotional abuse. Stew. Yeah, yeah stew. Heart. You, you'll need more than one therapist if I'm your dad. Stew you heart. With I'm going to cripple your emotional maturity and make you afraid of someone's hands. Stew heart. Hey, who's making breakfast? It's stew. For some reason, it's liver and onions, and we're four years old. Why is he not wearing pants? Oh, my God. He's wiping his ass with all of our clothes and claiming that we're to blame for his mom, our mom, not, quote, unquote, cleaning my asshole with her toilet mouth. Oh, Stu, you're a bad dad. <laughs> You know, it's it's hard be, being the, a father as well. Wiping, I don't like the paper on my butt. I like it when uh, Helen cleans the turds with her tongue. <laughs> you know, some people say it's challenging to be a father as well. And I say to them, I not only do I have time to emotionally abuse, but the real <laughs> love is physical abuse. And that's what I really take my time on. Uh, uh, excuse me, how were you able to raise one world champion and one failure that can't identify sailing equipment? And I tell you the cricket, <laughs> the easiest way to do it is uh, uh, treat your children like they're your actual enemies. That's the way to do it. <laughs> But they were super poor in the territory until Archie the fucking Stomper Goldie comes in and turns Stampede around. Bret Hart loves Archer the Stom- Archie the Stomper Goldie. And here's what I think happened is he saw Archie Goldie when Stu was like, hey, get in the ring and then kiss me. And Archie was like, on the cheek, not the mouth, Stu. And then he was like, why, you could t- stand up to Stu? And that's why he likes Archie. Because Archie Goldie is a very good wrestler, but he's not as good as Bret in Brett's head thinks he is. Well, Archie Goldie is also a heel, and he's also beating up his dad in the ring, which I guarantee was pretty slick for Brett. Oh, yeah. This is what I'm talking like, like the Why does why does Brett like Archie Goldie so much? Because Brett, or because Archie Goldie got vengeance for Brett and Brett's siblings. Yeah, it's it'd be super funny to be at Stampede where everyone's screaming at Archie Goldie, and then the only people cheering for him are, like, nerds and his own children. Yeah, his like, own children. Stu's of children. Of course. And Here's Helen my question. just being like, get him, Archie. Stab him in the fucking face. Yeah, go on. Go on. Wh- who's the who's the, the heart kid that produced Teddy Hart? I know it's one of the girls. That produced Teddy Hart? Yeah. Uh, you talk about stuff and I'll look that it up. It gets so confusing because this is the thing with it also, which is imagine. I mean, with 12 kids, that's quite the tree. It's more of a family bush, you know? 
Oh, Dylan, you and you're a rascal of the I'm highest order. I'm a scamp. You certainly are. You know what? I am. I consider myself pranked. Oh, my backside <laughs> is is sore from your drummings and your lashings, and I deserve every single one of these picadillos. You are an absolute rasky boy. Uh, Edward Annis, obviously, is Teddy's real name. Um. Teddy Hart, by the way, I'm going to say this. I Of all of the people from the Hearts, it's amazing they're not all like this. Also, I want to just take this moment, and we're going to say it right now. Let's stop bothering Martha Hart about her her husband being in the Hall of Fame. Like, if that Dark Side of the Ring taught us nothing, they were like, just to be clear, we I feel that... that stopped. I think that rest- stopped with that Dark Side of the Ring. Anyone who saw yeah. that Dark Side of the Ring was like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, oh, yeah, good point. And also, you're like, it's also so nice to see people with heart blood in their veins that don't make you actively feel awful for liking wrestling. Like every other heart family member, especially like of the 12 kids, you see them and you're always like, oh, you've just smoked inside your whole adult life. Like you have really not even tried a bit to figure this out. But Brett in high school, not the best student, and like a lot of people who are predisposed to being athletic, he discovers uh, sports, he discovers amateur wrestling, he loves it, Um, but he's going to Mount Royal College, he's a very good amateur wrestler there, he takes filmmaking, doesn't really like filmmaking, and... Of course, of course, far too interesting for Brett Hart. Uh, And Brett, what's your student film? I I just filmed the sky, it's the most... I did what? my taxes and I filmed it and told people how to do it. Bret Hart, if it wasn't, <laughs> if it was now, he would just do instructional videos uh, on YouTube. No, no. If it was now, so Bret Hart would expect- be. Bret Hart would be one of those people. It's very prevalent in Britain where they go. I'm a centrist liberal. Actually, I just believe that anyone who isn't a white person should be killed. And you're just like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's Bret- what Bret. I have would a 14-hour video on how to uh, properly put a piece of paper in a three-ring binder. Yeah. Uh, first of all, and I got to stress this, if you do not have a proper three-hole punch, you're going to need to go and get that before this. the first three hours of this video. That's we will not be, a f- five-star binder. Throw this goddamn video in the trash. That's right. We will Make a be, DVD of this YouTube video and throw it in the trash. Exactly correct. I assume that this. I assume YouTube is just a place where DVD videos are stored on... I don't know what the internet is. <laughs> do you think Bret Hart knows what the internet is? I think he thinks he's just writing letters. There's that... Fuck, how long ago was it? But that, like, Eminem didn't know that you could watch porn online, and it was, like, 2010. He was like, why do I have all these DVDs then? But it was, like, yeah. crazy late. I don't well, know. Someone should look it's that Eminem, up. Because Eminem would be like, he's like, why do I have these 11 women coming to my house and just having sex in front of me? So much work. Yeah, it's just, it's just I always have to put down a tarp. Evites I've sent out? This is terrible. Oh, my God. I just still remember the greatest time of that was when you still had to print out Google Maps instructions. Oh, yes. And you get lost. Or, or the classic map quest instructions. Always oh, phenomenal. Map quest. Turn left at this street. All right. I remember well, being 2011. Uh, comedian Winston Spear had printed out the instructions on how to get to London, Ontario. God bless that man. I need you all to know this. It's literally you just drive on one highway until you turn mm-hmm. left. And there's a bunch of signs to say London, Ontario that you pay attention to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still felt good, though. <laughs> still felt still felt safer. Anyway, Brett, of course, 
does not go into amateur wrestling because a big part of amateur wrestling is cutting weight, and Brett likes cutting fucking weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. He likes we- mm-hmm. he likes cutting. Fu- he likes trimming mm-hmm. the seeds off that weed and trimming the fucking respect off of his relationships by sleeping with other women. Welcome to Bret Hart, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's very important that the marijuana community have guys like Bret Hart, where it's like just because you smoke weed doesn't mean you're like fun. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, I do agree. When like people are like, "Can you believe what Sean Morley says?" and also that he likes weed, and I'm like, "Yeah, guys, yes. what we what what I guess no one knew except wrestling fans and forever comedians. and stand-up comedians is that weed doesn't make you cool. Big losers love weed. <laughs> big, big bitter losers. Big fat losers wearing white socks t-shirts with a son and a wife sat in front of a white. Who are those guys? Yeah, they sound like fucking losers. Who are I those tell you guys? What. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not some guy whose hair is balding in a way that it's making one little patch seem much thinner than the island. He's wearing a cat in space t-shirt. Yeah, can't be those losers. Are we both gonna have the island? Is that how we're balding? I want. To, I'm so. I'm so excited to go bald because no, of course. There, I have two friends who are also going bald. That yeah, 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 yeah. Dylan's fingering. Dylan's fingering. Mm. Dylan's yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. They're going bald, and they are both very clearly using products to prevent it and always are like, hey, um, you can do something about that. And I was like, no, no. I'm going down with the ship. My dick will work until I'm dead, you fucks. Exactly. And it's also <laughs> like those people who are like, no, nah, I'm not going to do the treatment that'll ruin the last like bit of my life. I'm just going to style this hair. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just going to be a hot baldy. Yeah, just accept it. Just accept it. Here's the thing. If you're, going, if you're going bald, it just knows that in your li- mid-40s to mid-50s, you just have to do jujitsu for a couple of years. That's just what you have to do. And then you are a fucking Stone Cold Silver <laughs> Fox until about 65. Yeah, stay and then you, And then I move into my favorite phase of my entire life, which will be nonsensically get a belly and just always have glasses of wine near a lake. Listen. What I what would way rather do and what I will do is rather than like – people don't tell you this. But rather than like spending all that money on uh, hair replacement treatment, there's you can spend a bit of money on getting a fake fucking tan. Goddamn right. And then you're a fake tan bald guy. <laughs> I I'm actually Italian to... now. The first half oh of my, my life I was painfully white, but now Mediterranean. Yeah. Dylan, uh, tell me your lasagna recipe. Oh, here's what you do. Pay someone else to make it. Man. Boom. Fuck Italian. Man. Uh, you know Bret Hart started re- professional wrestling in Stampede Wrestling. Did you know that, John? I had no idea. I assumed he started in the Carolinas like everyone else on this goddamn program. Also, also, before we get to that, how does he lose his virginity? It's a story that will haunt me for the rest of my life. Helen fucks him. Yeah, Helen fucks him. Helen fucks him. <laughs> Helen um, fucks him on Christmas. No, it's somehow worse. Fuck off camera. And everybody for a camera. gift. Oh, no, I'm all out of focus. Uh, Stu makes a ring rat fuck Brett. Mm. And that's how Brett loses his virginity. Called. Also, every every time I've been with a woman, I've been like, "You're a ring rat." That's what I tell. Yeah, them. of course. The, you... What I like about wrestling is the terms are both dehumanizing and annoying to say. It's the boys. Oh, so they're not they're not adults. They're little boys <laughs> with wet wet mouths and weird booger mustaches. You fuck. It's crazy that they would call women ring rats and they were still like, yeah, I'll fucking fuck New Jack. What's crazy is they'll say, like, it, when you talk about Stampede, Brian, primetime Brian Lee made his favorite ring rat get primetime tattooed on her thigh. So when other dudes were eating her out, they knew that was his property. Still well, nice to- they would go down on her, though. Well, <laughs> 
Oh, Dylan, what a terrible, what a what a terrible silver lining to a cl- black cloud filled with cat piss. Just imagine this, everyone, close your eyes and imagine Jim the Anvil Night are just sucking your poon. <laughs> oh, fucking! It's Christmas in July. <laughs> nah. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. for them. Well, you say you're gonna shake the pussy, while we're gonna rock the pussy. <laughs> So, did you know Stampede Wrestling 1978 Brett uh, starts in Stampede because he wants money? And yes. this is when Tom Billington got into Stampede Wrestling. Oh, I don't know who that is. Just I pranked you, Dylan. It's the Dynamite Girl. <laughs> the Dynamite Man. Oh, you pranked me. We double pranked each other. It's the Dynamite Little Boy. <laughs> um, and his uh, Rick Martell's brother. Um, uh, Michelle Martel passes away, and that's Brett's like first friend in wrestling. So got to a good start. Yep, Brett Hart. Don't get to know him. He is the Black Widow Spider of wrestling. No, it's just Brett's life is hell. Brett, Brett, like Jesus, right? Brett is basically paying for the karma. It's, it's of the monkey Stu. paw, isn't it? He was like, I want to be a millionaire on a monkey paw. Yeah, that's what it's like, and it's like, great, this is going to come. No, and what it is is Stu. I think it's Stu is like, I want to have a son that's a wrestling world champion, and they're like, all right, but the the method that which you're going to do that is going to bring a lot of pain to this kid because it's that thing of like, Dean, there's nothing he could have done to present, pre- uh, prevent Dean Hart from passing away. It was a car accident, but he was raised in a household where there was only chaos and only definite black mm-hmm. and white emotions. Dean wronged him, so Dean must be never spoken to again to protect Brett's own psyche, which is part of the trauma that he got from being around Stu. Then Michelle Martell died because Stu stabbed him in the heart with an ice pick and <laughs> claimed it was cancer. Yeah. And he did that because of a blood sacrifice. Because Michelle Martell was like, maybe I will use the sharpshooter. And then Stu just went, eh, that did, yeah, no. And then stabbed him <laughs> in the heart. Very quickly, Brett is a very good wrestler. Of course, he's having those um, matches with the Dynamite Kid. Of course, he's yeah, he's wearing the with... the only time you see a wrestler in baggy red speedo trunks. That's the best cowboy thing about Bret Hart. Cowboy Bret Hart in the baggiest trunk. I don't. I didn't. Guys who should not wear trunks. Like I was watching Dynamite this week. Alistair Black should not wear trunks. He got you got to wear pants. And Bret Hart's the same thing. And also Kevin Nash too. It's like you guys. Yeah, but Kevin Nash did that because Kevin Nash was always smart because Kevin Nash, it's very clear it's hard for Kevin to do leg day. So he always, because his legs are so long, they always look fucking stringy. So he always mm-hmm. wore long baggy pants. Good for him. Say what you want about the clique. They always knew how to hide their fucking flaws. You know what I'm but saying? But it's like tall guys, tall guys, you kind of have to. If you're tall and lean to like look intimidate, you kind of have to wear the pants. But like Brett's a weird thing because he's like squat and big like Stu was, but he still uh, looks great in a fucking sink. Oh, he, listen, if he's oh, fucking yeah. laying on a bearskin run like that fucking poster of fucking Vince, yeah. <laughs> but Bret Hart's fucking sta- tongue. Sta- stacked as fuck, that guy. He certainly is, Dylan. He's a real fucking pile of delish. And he's so young when he gets into the WWF, but he's already a fantastic wrestler. Yeah, so the basically what's fascinating about this is he's in Calgary for the Stampede, Stampede Wrestling. And then of all the territory buyout deals that Brett does, this one is the stupidest. It's by and far the stupidest. Yeah, we'll talk about this and we'll go to break. But other thing I want to touch on is that like Brett's clearly the best wrestler of his brothers. But yes. it's a weird thing where like usually you obviously, the Hart brothers are the people that you would um, talk. The Hart brothers are the people that... <laughs> <laughs> the Hart Brothers, you'd obviously be like, oh, they're just going to push their sons. 
but also it's like there's so many of them that they can't. So Brett kind of is like... I'll take it one step further. You fucking hot boy. You're so fucking hot. Brett came along at the exact moment where Stu was still torturing his children. (laughs) But he was older. Just finishing up. So he was tired (laughs) to a point. (laughs) So Brett got the drive. I must do good at this so daddy will love me. But wasn't already injured going into the wrestling business from 18 years of being attacked by an adult. And I hate that I think I'm right on this, Paul. I think that that's correct. I think that that's like, if you look at it, like, what were the faults of the other ones? Where it's like, they were too squatty. That's because, like, Keith and and fucking Gary. What's the other one? There's the the blonde. The blonde guy, the blonde one. There's Keith and Bruce. Those two are the like other mm. br- the other hearts that almost got jobs a couple of times. Those guys, like they all definitely had physical limitations, or they were too old to go anywhere else but Stampede. But Brett like came across at the perfect time and had like the Stu Hart drive minus all of the trauma. He had most of it, mm. not all. Being attacked by an adult is such an amazing way to put it. Yeah, that's what it was. I guarantee I could go to stay in ring shape. I better fight my kids. Yeah. Like, bear in mind, Stu Hart, like, tells stories, which I don't believe, which is like, when I was a boy, we had to live in the woods. And it's like, no, you didn't, Stu. No, you didn't. Or if you did this because your dad was the person who created you, and he was like, you live in the woods, Stu. You keep attacking (laughs) everyone. (laughs) Eh, Dad, I gotta attack you. (laughs) I think I think that uh, Stampede though is one of the better. Oh, we should say so. Brett uh, fights with Leo Burke, who's a longtime Stampede champion, and um, obviously the, the matches with Dynamite Kid. He goes to Do Japan you think you know and has what some Leo great Burke's gimmick there. was because I think if I know Calgary and if Leo Burke was the heel, I know what he horrible... loves gasoline. That was his gimmick. He loves yeah. Gasoline. He was, oh, I was gonna say yeah. He was just like hey, yeah. There's some stones. Let's frack them. <laughs> he came in right and then someone leo, would always be like leo do you need to throw that paper in the recycling and then leo burke would stab them to death they would yeah, know yeah, yeah. but they'd have signed a waiver that it's fine that they die how they put leo burke over is just one person was like hey can we acknowledge that calgary is a haven for the arts and um uh, lgbtq communities because of its proximity to nature and also its affordable living situations and actually surprisingly good artistic grants for the arts during, at the provincial level no kill him <laughs> Clothesline, but I actually clotheslined with a knife. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. Do not go anywhere. Dylan God, what's happening with you? Wow. I'm Dylan God. I'm a father now. He's broken and divorced. We both need money. Yeah, we- for doctors and for prostitutes. Dylan, uh, formula and prostitutes. Yeah, and doctors. How good I was at sex, because <laughs> that's how doctors Yeah, work. with those prostitutes. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Five bucks gets you access to exclusive episodes. More than that, better things. But five bucks is the base, motherfuckers. If you don't like that, rate, subscribe, and review. It helps us out, too. Five stars is the only thing that helps. Less than five stars makes us seem like we're bad for some reason because the world is weird now. Also, if you have some... There's a lot of people that feel we're too political for a rest. Delicious. We're back from break. John, talk about the Heart Foundation now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is uh, the end of Stampede Wrestling version 1.0. Stu sells to Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. A couple of things in the agreement. You will be paid every month a certain amount of money as long as you don't promote in um, 
the territory. Calgary. In Calgary. And Stu broke that agreement claiming that Vince had not paid him. And uh, and then, of course, by the way, there was a whole fallout and a lawsuit. Vince actually, in this case, was completely in the right. Like he just Bruce basically just fucked his dad and started Stampede Wrestling up again uh, and fucked his father out of a shitload of money and created problems for the Hart family for the rest of their fucking lives. Because Keith, it, it, I, Stu, it, right there, Stu should have just killed that kid like he should have just murdered that adult <laughs> like fuck you you fucking asshole why did you do that well, why you did I, it is because Stu. Um, what else are you gonna do with your life though i mean i understand i th- to be fair i do understand it it's like what the fuck else am i gonna do go hang out in a fucking weird arena and know the stats of all the kids playing hockey like every other weirdo in calgary you but this fuck. is the thing if i was like john i'm gonna oh, defend more you- losers defend more losers you love losers don't you dylan i'm gonna give you sixty thousand dollars a year you can't do comedy what are you gonna do with your life Become a heckler. Drama? <laughs> no, you can't interact. You can't do anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like... Uh, 60 grand is not enough. You know what? I, you honestly, a- I'd move. I'd be... I'd just be like, if you can't do comedy, I'd be like, all right, I live somewhere in Calgary. All right, I live in fucking Edmonton now. I would just... Uh, what I would do is also... I Like, if that was me, like, 60 grand a year for life, you can't do comedy, I was like, well... Mm-hmm. I'm off to a fucking beach. Here here I come, Brunswick Heads, Ooh. New South Wales. Oh, okay. I thought you were... In Wales. I'm going to go beach in Wales. Just rocks and people can get off the beach. Mm, <laughs> it's dangerous on the beach. Thank God I stepped on that condom. It was some relief for my fucking feet. <laughs> 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 oh, you don't understand. The condoms are the best part of the beach. Okay. That was an Irish person who, for some reason, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I just Wales. said out of accent. <laughs> it was good. I liked uh, it. Yeah. He moved from Ireland to Wales. Lateral move to some, but he likes it. Yeah. Yeah, he just he likes suffering, but with a different accent. <laughs> so, did you know this? The Hart Foundation, G- uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart. What do you think of that nickname? I think it's really good. Also, thank. Do you think that Stu for a while was like, your husband has to have heart in his name? That's how I'll know you're my daughter. Still, That's like, funny. what the fuck? Like, do you know how? Because that is his actual name. It's Nightheart, and that's like what. The fuck! It's so weird. It would be like if your son married a woman named Turgot. Like what the? No, you don't. Tur- don't do Tur-Gott. that. Don't do that. That's bad. Do not. Do not marry someone with a n- last name close to you. Yeah, but I mean, I should have known my marriage work? was never going to work out, seeing as my last, my ex-wife's last name was Blastings. <laughs> The it makes sense. You marry Jim the Anvil and hire the only man strong enough to protect you from your father. Yeah, the only man who doesn't try to protect you from his father. He just gives the dad more ideas. And then what you gotta do is just leave for a while and hang out with Jake the Snake Roberts at a motel, baby. Ha ha ha! I got a beret. I do crack and I'm still way more laid back than you. How yeah. does that work? I do crack and put on weight. I am very stubborn. <laughs> So obviously they come in. Uh, Nightheart was a uh, just by himself for a bit, and then he gets Brett. And I think one of the, they're one of the better team pairings of all time because it's like power guy, guy who wrestles the entire match. One guy can do promos. Brett gets to learn for four years how to do promos. People don't. I, yeah, I agree, but I view the tag team dynamic differently, which is it's tell me it's it's very much it's like Wayne Gretzky and Marty McSorley. It's the fucking yeah. franchise player. And the goon. Like, it's that thing. Yeah. And even how Brett is presented 
it's so interesting. And it's like, this guy's a fucking blue chipper. This guy can fucking do all these moves. And then there's nine heart. And also I love heel heart found aviator, Bret Hart when they first yeah. come into the WWF. So just to finish the in, we also, all know the history, the but I enjoy it. He's been in stampede for six years. He finally gets to be a heel. And basically it's super easy for him because he just, yeah, he's gets just to he, act literally himself. Like he I don't like it. I don't like this here. I don't like it here. No, he's just kind of like a cocky, but like a, a reserved cocky heel in a way that you is a bridge from the 80s style. Because it's a, remember, it's the middle 80s. So it's like a, a kind of a cocky heel that I think would also work now because it's kind of subtle. But it wouldn't have worked in the late 80s because you have like, I have a bunch of money and I yeah. inve- I invented AIDS. What's <laughs> interesting ab- yeah, what's interesting about the hottest periods in wrestling, which would be late 80s and then the late 90s, is there is a weird thing where they... Either it's really two-dimensional characters or unnecessarily three-dimensional characters. You know mm. what I mean? Like it's so like how in-depth the Steve Austin character kind of was, but also really badly wasn't. Where it's like the thing that I always thought was a good detail was he's at the meeting when he becomes CEO, Steve Austin, and they have to go through all the damages he's caused the company on Monday Night Raw. And it's like, oh, that's an interesting bit of like you're paying attention. But that's almost like too in-depth for wrestling at certain times. While 2D at the end of the 80s was just like, he's the million-dollar man and he's got a guy that works for him. I don't know. He's wearing a tearaway yeah. suit. Shut the fuck up. That kind and of so stuff I... Yeah, sorry. It's what it is. Is it, They both lack subtlety. It's also why Brett really held that well in those times because Brett is a pretty... like. This is Brett in a nutshell. Um, I'm fine. Like That's Brett as a guy, and even that cocky heel can be turned up a little bit to be like, I'm better than fine. And you're like, fuck this guy. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the, that's the level he's operating at. And even at this moment, he's very lucky to be in the position he's in. And it's also this thing that Vince does that no one talks about is he does usually subtly protect the guys he sees something in. Like Brett in that tag team was protected. Brett's career was protected all the way throughout. There wasn't sort of missteps throughout him his rise to where he got to by WrestleMania 10. And that you can see that even in the way he's brought in. Well, also Vince is way less micromanagey during this period where he's just like, ah, oh, fuck all these loans are people for, like we did this in the Vince McMahon year, but it's like Vince like was freaking out about loans and then couldn't micromanage the first match on the card. Like he does now clearly. Yeah. Where that's the other is this like genie, all-knowing man now because he's been so successful but th- at this point he's just exactly bret hart like i guarantee him and bret hart have a lot to talk about where it's like yeah we're just trying to get out of our dad's shadow yeah i guarantee that that's probably also why they got along so well for so long and also why yeah. bret felt the betrayal so much it's like i thought this fucking guy was my pal and we grew together as well yeah so bret great they have Jimmy Hart with them, which can't be understated how great that is. The luck of just all of them being named Hart and they all have very distinctive looks is great. Um, they I do like how wrestling out. fans always be like, man, that was lucky. It was lucky they did that. And it's like, it's wrestling. If they hadn't had someone named Hart, they would have been like, you, just, what's your name? Your name's Hart now. I'm Chris Lungs. Chris Hart it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just... But think about this. Think about the 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 options you have just as a, an amazing heel manager for this team because you just fucking throw in Gary Hart, even though it would have been a tough sell. Like so much better. It would have been so. I love Gary Hart. Evil, the biggest, just evil. The, the evil biggest Hart problem foundation. with wrestling is if Gary Hart and for some reason Vince McMahon never got along. It's because Gary Hart was always loyal to the NWA and was a, someone who believed in that system and so went against what Vince was doing. He was like, I don't but, know. That part 
sorry, the Heart Foundation came up to me like three shitty, loud guys at a bar who you're like, can you just stop? And they're like, what? You want to fucking fight? You want to fucking fight about it? Of course you don't want to fucking fight. I completely agree with you. But Versus Gary Hart is like two loud guys at a bar and one guy who's like, I'm planning to turn to burn down the World Trade Center. And you're like, all right. But that actually, that would have worked better, which is just sort of like Gary Hart with his weird rolled up papers, just sort of like the thing you have to understand, Gene, these gentlemen are not very controllable G. It would have been more like the Varsity Club where it's like a straight exactly. up Satanist with th- with some amateur yes, wrestlers. It, it would have been like the fun. Varsity Club not really stupid. Like the thing we all yeah. need to remember about the Varsity Club I've said it before and I'll say it again. So stupid. Yeah, it's stupid but it's like this is wrestling. There's a reason some stupid things don't work some stupid things do. Anyway they buy Stampede Wrestling Vince McMahon, in the simplicity of his own wisdom, not like now, just goes, hey, you know that thing that was good in Stampede Wrestling? Do that, but for my cameras. So the Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation feud. Oh, my God. They put on a fucking clinic. It, like, bear in mind, this is how good this feud was. The Dynamite Kid's spine never recovered. <laughs> but that's like... This feud this was so good. Years, though. They went into it with four spines and one dog. And they came out of it, <laughs> three, three spines, spines no, dog. no dog. Where's Matilda by the end of that feud? Matilda has fucked. Matilda is filled with steroids and is dead in a dumpster thanks to Dynamite Kid's awful ways. And he gets what I like to call God's reward, which is your spine goes bye-bye, you awful bitch. Yeah, he, Dynamite Kid really suffered for his art. No, he didn't. Dynamite Kid was a monster and was a stubborn drug addict Sorry. and wouldn't listen to doctors. Sorry, made other people suffer for his art. There we go. That's what it is. I don't also respect... I never have enjoyed the reverence people have for like the Dynamite Kid. They're like, oh my God, he was such an influence on our industry. Who did he influence? The greats. Like, that guy who murdered his family and no one else. And then they have something where it's like... Something that I think that's good when you have a really deep uh, tag team division is they get to just straight up beat the killer bees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, again, welcome to a wrestler review classic moment. Oh. Take that, B. Brian Blair. See you in hell. Blair, other guy. Uh, that son passed away now. R.I.P. The son that beat him up. So we can't listen to that episode anymore. We should probably delete that. Why? <laughs> I don't know. We were real slam dunky about how funny it is that his son beat him up. But that's still, that's a tribute to a dead man. I think that that's if true. it was B, if B Brian Blair had died, then we'd have a problem. But no, it was the son. That son, you know what that son died? That son died wrapped in glory. <laughs> Beating up your dad, the greatest thing you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, why, why are, why is there a ten gun salute at this funeral? That man beat up his own father. <laughs> I understand. Up at to fifteen. Yeah, exactly. Um, Up to 15, the last five, those gunmen better be jizzing as well. What? The army's weird! It also should be said, the Hart Foundation, one of the greater oh. angles in the uh, early WWF, I think, unsung, evil referee Danny Davis. Oh, yes. It's the be- the better version. Or his, of or his outfit as a wrestler was just more referee stripes. Absolutely. It was referee stripes, even though referees in the WWF didn't wear referee stripes at the time. Also, he had my... <laughs> he just wore more stripes. I know. It's so That's good. Amazing. He also... My favorite thing was also he had the, the long sleeve t-shirt. Oh, Lycra. he looked like a fucking idiot. Oh, it was like you, ju- you just wanted to slap him. Oh, it's so good. And then this is, again... This is a real unsung great time in Brett's career. And then there's the Hart Foundation are so good as heels. He's getting these weird shine moments. 
of uh, like getting into certain matches and stuff like that and really shine. He shines so bright at the Battle Royal at the beginning mm-hmm. of WrestleMania 4. WrestleMania 4 gets so much shit. WrestleMania 4 is the like, this is the, I always think WrestleMania 4 is like, hey, internet wrestling nerds, this is the show for you. Yeah. All the guys you go on to like are involved in some changing weird of the way. Changing the guard as well. Like, change really is a changing of the guard. The Hart Foundation should be said when their first tag team title, February 7, 1987, they beat the Bulldogs. Yeah, they beat the Bulldogs, and that's the beginning of the Danny Davis sort of situation. Yeah. And they lose it to Strike Force. Is that correct? Yes. And that was supposed to be the Bulldogs coming back, but at that point, uh, Dynamite Kid's spine has gone kaflui. So it's time for him to go. Other things that other things that had happened is that the Nasty Boys are two guys who are like, in my mind, had ten year careers that was actually like five seconds long. Yeah, like they're they're just very memorable situations. Like Dynamite Kid by this point has had his face broken by one of the Rougeau brothers with some fucking quarters. And I'm gonna say I've said it before and I say it again. Good. Good. (laughs) And this is the thing, the Heart Foundation have a ten month reign here. But, like, it should be said that if you lock that down to shows, that the amount of time that is isn't that much more than you would see, like, a three-month reign now just because there's so much more time between shows back then. Yeah, but there were they were on the road every night. Like, there's so much time exactly. between... There was so much time between Well, that's how they made their money then. then. Yeah. yeah, TV shows back then. But there was so little time between being home because it was just, no, you're on the road six nights a week. And on the seventh night, you're hiding from your wife because you have... Whatever Isis K is, Bret Hart has that equivalent in herpes. <laughs> Bret Hart, though, there's no funnier thing than how much of a good person Bret Hart seems just because he's a weed head who loves to cheat. It's like he just didn't do steroids and coke at the same time and then actively try and fight like the weakest people in town. Yeah, basically Those are the people what a- he's up against. Like Bret Hart in wrestling is it's, he's basically a guy who caught caught stealing a bunch of projectors from a high school during a school shooting. Like they're like, you're also not <laughs> supposed to do that, but like we've got way bigger problems right now. Yeah. People during Columbine, some guy sees his opportunity and steals the school VCR. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know they've got remember the Titans in this. The perfect <laughs> crime. Two for one. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Finally, I'm in control of the pause button, and let me tell you, that team isn't getting integrated. <laughs> oh God! I mean, you just made him kind of agree with the shooters, but sure, all right. Yeah, I mean, this character's not a good guy. He's a, he's an opportunist during a school shooter. By the way, that character's name. Do you know what that character's name is? Mm-hmm. Bruce Hart. That, that's where Whoa. he was. Unaccounted for on April twentieth, nineteen ninety nine. Everyone suspects. That Keith Hart was stripping the copper out of the pipes of Columbine High School while Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold were doing their dirty, dirty biz. It's and so we're switching subjects because we're out of time crunch here, but uh, <laughs> not because the yeah, the not because sh- I don't want to discuss this further. <laughs> yeah, no, it must be made clear. This riff should continue. We are at a time crunch. <laughs> um, Jimmy Hart turns on the Hart Foundation. Uh, goes with demolition. No, he does. No, he doesn't. No, wait. I fucked up. When does Jimmy Hart turn on the Hart Foundation? He turns on the Hart Foundation. I believe it's in '89, and it's a weird team. I think it might be the Rougeaus of it's all the people. Rougeaus. They it's the Rougeaus. It's the Rougeaus over. That's Another, right. Confu- yeah, yeah. They they basically because it's what it is is that they the 
Bulldog, because of Dynamite Kid, what he did in the later years, they never talk about the Bulldog Heart feud, but clearly they were trying to replicate the Bulldog Heart feud with other tag teams in this time because it was such a hot, great undercard feud. And they need those things right that for the touring schedule of WWF because you're running an A show and a B show, which means one of the shows has to have Hogan go on in the middle and have a really good tag match to satisfy the audience at the end. Like that's the that's the main thing that's the unwritten thing that's being talked about right now. And it's also why Bret Hart is and Nine Hart are revered with Vince is because they can provide one half can close of the show. And the other thing about this is that it's way easier to close the show with a tag match than the Intercontinental title match because you can have the world title in the middle and it's another championship. It's just a different style. So it's not like you're going exactly peaking in the middle and then having a secondary title at the end where everyone knows the secondary title. You're you're switching. You're just it's sort of like view. It's sort of like if you're watching a porn, okay. you, could, you could have money shot in the middle, but you just know you have to end with a lady squirting at the end. We still want to see goo. It's just it's a different type of goo. Yeah. So we're on your side. Yep. <laughs> we're on your side. So Jimmy Hart finally turns on the old Hart Foundation. Turns on the Hart Foundation in the most Canadian move ever. Sides with French Canadians against the boys disgusting. from Alberta. Disgusting. What what is Jimmy Hart? The Trudeau government? And the and then uh the fabulous Rougeaus have an amazing theme song and they are really just such good shitheads like they're such good shitheads that like they can make those dudes who want to fight you in the bar they're they're like the manager who you're like yeah these guys shouldn't fight in the bar but i hate that fucking manager yeah this guy's a fucking little fuck Um, (laughs) yeah 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 and also people that these guys are familiar with working with so it's another like easy feud Brett and, uh, Brett and Sean first tangle in the Rockers um, sort of Heart Down Foundation fan favorite feud mm-hmm. in 89. Well, that's the fake, um, that's the title change that never happened. because Well, no, we're not so there shit. yet because first they have to beat Demolition in 90 at SummerSlam in what I feel is the best. And I, I very we very rarely recommend matches on this program, but I'm going to recommend rarely. this one. Uh, two out of three falls, Demolition versus Heart Foundation, Crush and Smash with Bill Eadie Axe serving as manager is is the best tag team match the wwf has ever put on it is a fucking clinic it is so exciting in an era of every match having at least a two minute rest hold it is so fucking fun with such a great ending that we will somewhat soft spoil in a second but is so fucking good how they do it the heart foundation win that title uh they win that match because of interference from the Legion of Doom. Surprise! And then uh, they lose that title to the Rockers that never happens. The ring ropes break. The match doesn't seem like it goes very well. Sean, I think, is still butthurt, and Brett is very happy about it still. Uh, and the Rockers never get a tag team title, and Brett continues to just be like, hey, Sean, you're a little bitch. Hey, Sean, you're a little bitch. It's very... That's why people love to talk about how deep this era of WWF tag teams is because, and I believe this about all titles, it's not defined by who carries the title, it's defined by who doesn't. And the fact yeah. that the Rockers never got to be tag team champions really strengthens that title. It's like how, like how bad is your, you'll know how bad your problem is when you find out the solution. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's yeah. also like the, the exact same thing goes for the world title. How exclusive was the WWF world title? Mr. Perfect was never the champion. Yeah. The, uh, Ted DiBiase was never the champion. Like these are, I never, yeah, but Ted DiBiase he should never should he should never have been, should have never been the champion. That's right. Oh, because he just he's so much money he feels above it. I guess. I just don't care. Also, those like shitty heels, those Saturday morning shitty heels. Why not? I don't know. Mister Perfect was great though. Anyway, 
I mean, it would have been hard to for keep those of you didn't get the video. Face. By the way, Dylan's crying. Uh, why did he have to go? <laughs> hey, Kurt, why? Kurt, why didn't you become a commentator after the airplane from hell? You wouldn't have done all those druggies. Well, this is why Brett goes on his singles run is because Nightheart gets fired for f- fucking with Being someone cool. on a plane. No, yeah. Being cool. Yeah. But he, he fucks with someone me. on a plane. Yeah, a.k.a. being fucking cool. (laughs) But you know this incident, right? Uh, Happens in the air. Nightheart fucks with a flight attendant. And um, there's like a major lawsuit. The flight attendant is clearly right. It's another like, this 300-pound man got fucking smashed in the air and was like, no rules, motherfuckers. What is it with wrestlers and they think that once you're not on the ground, there's no laws? Isn't that fun? Dude, pre-9-11? I didn't fly because I was 16 years old pre 9/11 but like my yeah. mom was like you you could bring like a ro- you could bring like a si- you could bring sandwiches and shit on there and then when they started we were like okay there was a terrorist attack we need to take this very seriously and part of that is no fucking bringing food in we were, you're buying that $18 sandwich bitch yeah, well, it's like I my dad used to always just walk. Which goes into the to gate. show that my uh, how my family works is they are just complaining about the fact that yeah, they can't free sandwiches. It's not the idea that the liberties are eroded. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> let I'm me have to get buy this food for fucking three days. I got this cooler on this fucking plate. That's yeah. how my a family pa- works. Pack a ham. That's two ninety nine. <laughs> oh, 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 oh yeah, you don't make pack the sandwiches a- beforehand. You bring the bread and the meat so that the of sandwiches course. stay fresh. So they're not soggy. Yeah, I wasn't mm. fucking born yesterday, Dylan. Thank you. Some people don't know this, John. Yeah, well, some yeah, well, some people fucking can suck a fart out of my asshole, <laughs> and that costs not as much money as you think. Yeah, but is it as good as the sandwich I'm gonna make you? You diarrhea breath. Um, can I have a massage with a happy ending? That's right. We're gonna watch Die Hard. <laughs> that's why. That's one of my little jokes. I said. I want to just. You see this? You see this right here, Dylan? Oh, he's showing his dick. <laughs> 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 yeah, I see it. It's pretty hard, right? It's because it, it likes being around <laughs> <laughs> 1990, Dean Hart dies of a heart attack. Stu Brett, Brett puts him in the sharpshooter uh, at the funeral, <laughs> yeah. and he does. Yeah, the funeral The funeral is stopped midway because Helen is trying to quiet. Uh, Helen starts crying, and Stu Hart demands to be taken home so as not to be embarrassed around this hysterical woman. Oh, I should say this. Sorry, I did miss, but uh, the heart attack he died of was because Jim lifted him up and brett clotheslined him oh yeah yeah they literally they used the finishing move and killed his brother the heart attack yeah yeah yeah. dean yeah dean would have lived but jim the anvil nightheart and brett hart arrived at the hospital to quote unquote make him feel better but they kept doing the air quotes and the doctors didn't know that that was a thing yet because it was canada Uh, (laughs) and so they were absolved of all charges yeah, uh, but it should be said this as we wrap up uh, on the Heart Foundation. I think I'm so glad we're wrapping up. My, I'm literally turtling as we're speaking. I think it speaks to obviously Bret Hart, one of the best wrestlers of all time, and he switches from just general wrestler, who's like when he does wrestle, his singles finishing move is a pile driver and a flying clothesline as his tag finisher, to becoming a submission wrestler in our next stanza, him in the WWF as a singles. Yeah, and it's, again, they lose the title that they won from Demolition to the Nasty mm-hmm. Boys at WrestleMania 7 in the best match the rest of the Nasty Boys ever had in the WWF. They then just basically sort of float in the wind. Brett starts his solo run. Like, there's a weird thing if they never really break up because Jim the Anvil Lineheart just pops off to do all the coke for a bit. Mm-hmm. And 
it kind of works that way. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of like, and then they're gone. And like that, Dylan, they're gone. <laughs> but it's true. Like, but it also works. Nightheart has to never, move, leave because of this thing. And it's nice that they but don't it never gives even a de- do that breakup. Yeah, it never gives a definite underline from it because it's like, yeah, their brother, they're, it's just something happened and they're not doing the tag team thing, but they'll be back together. That's why in fucking nine years when they bring in the new Heart Foundation, the Heart Foundation Canada versus America angle for personally my favorite, my the best told angle in the history of the WWF, something that is, is impossible or se- seven years. They do that angle. It makes total sense, which is Jim the Anvil Neidhart and Bret Hart never said they weren't friends. We all just believed it. Like, it's again, what's amazing about the late 90s is there's so much mythos and legend in wrestling to pay off from. Hmm. You can do that. And they just make all of the, they just don't do certain things. And then they're able to pay them off accidentally because it goes, oh, this fits perfectly in. Like the Undertaker streak, all of that sort of stuff. And then Bret starts his signals run. And I got to tell you, this is the best part of Brett Singles' run. We're going to talk about it next week, but this is Brett, like, Ric Flair's the champion. Brett becomes the champion for no reason. He's so boring. He is sleeping with so many people that are not his wife. It, this is, we're, ladies right. and gentlemen, come next week because that's the Brett Hart we all, that's not the Brett Hart we need. That's the Brett Hart we want. What do you think? All right, we'll do, uh, we'll skip best and worst because it's Brett Hart. Uh, what do you think the high point and low point of his? Uh, High point is that demolition uh, demolition match in this point, and low point is every moment of his childhood until he left his childhood. <laughs> home. I'm going to say that uh, probably the high point is when he thought he was going to be a filmmaker, and the low point is getting into professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful, um, ladies and gentlemen. I do. Could have just Twitch been a guy stream. who gets high. He could have just been a buff dude who, like, like I said, could have been us, a buff dude who knows a lot about wrestling. That's you and me, baby. But I mean, Bret Hart guys. now, Bret Hart now is just a jack dude with a YouTube channel, ton of subscribers, fitness, and how to organize your drawers. Yeah. He's oh, my God. A jacked a guy Marie Kondoing things, and he's like talking about weed. Yeah, he's a billionaire. He would be a billionaire. 100%. Then, of course, traveled the world. I think he'd still cheat on his wife. I think that oh. I think that stays the same. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 we can disagree on the minutia, but the pillar, the 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 load bearing pillar of Bret Hart's psychological house, mm-hmm. cheating on his wife. Also, and also let's, when he let's said say this, the best he's also there is, beautiful. the best there was, and the best there ever will be, he's not yes. talking about wrestling, Dylan. He's talking, he's about, talking about disrespecting <laughs> the sanctity of marriage. It just makes it way hotter when you're married to someone else. Yeah, it's just it's so much better when your wife's calling and you're just having sex with someone she knows. <laughs> also, Rita's I don't need to be at the lot of... I don't need to be at the parent teacher meeting. I had sex with that teacher. He'll be fine. Also, there's a lot of if you read his book times or there's one specific moment where he talks about a sick ass three way. It's also really good because he always gets into the minutia of the flight details he had to change. <laughs> he does. Like, it's, like I can't recommend that. That book is so. It's really hard to be a comedian and like rest. The reason why comedians like wrestling a lot is because wrestling wrestlers' real lives written down are objectively the funniest. I was about to win the WWF championship, but I've switched my flight to Italy so I could go have sex with a lady. Like, well, what are you also, doing? Like Bret Hart, if you read a lot of athletes' biographies, Bret Hart really. It does treat it like an a- he's an athlete that's a lot of like athletes biographies are like hey this is my big reveal and my dark secret i smoked some weed and since it's like a puritan football player 
they're, in the media, they're like, that's terrible. And I cheated on yeah. my wife. That's terrible. And then you read a wrestler's biography, like, uh, yeah, and that's when I invented uh, running over a series of kids, which I call the Big Five. And then they treat that as like a funny thing. Or like a Steiner Brothers thing is like that's and that's when I uh that's when I what now we would call jail time for ten years but that then we called prank the guy. Yeah, that's why I and that's why I bought a Shoney's because I needed a meat grinder to dispose of the bodies and they don't ever ask anything about Shoney's. <laughs> Scott Steiner. All right, so we gotta go right goddamn now. Please join us at Wrestler Review on Twitter and Instagram at Dylan God on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. John, plug stuff. I'm at the John Hastings on all social media. I have a five days a week podcast slash Twitch stream at uh, twitch.tv backslash untitled Twitch stream. Dylan has not appeared on it because he has a family and I feel bad asking people to come on the things that have families and it would be a weird, uncomfortable time for him to do it. So ladies and gentlemen, go to untitled Twitch stream at twitch.tv backslash untitled Twitch stream. I love you. Also, I've been remembering to plug this podcast on other podcasts. So for those of you that are joining us from the Goods in the Woods Spun Row or Sputnik Monroe episode, welcome to the Come Monkeys, friends. I hope you enjoy a lot of jizz talk. Fuck shit. Go to our Patreon to get the video version of this podcast. Also, Dylan God. We have a million episodes on Patreon. Uh, latest one is our Hogan Knows Best episode to watch along. We do a bunch of other ones. We got to go. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Bye-bye. Fuck you.